Hello, hello, welcome everybody. This is Neil with Portal to Ascension. Thank you all so much for being here and welcome to the Disclosure Show. How is everybody today? Hope you're doing well. This is the fourth episode in our series on the Disclosure Agenda. And if you've been staying, um, checking us out and staying tuned, checking us out on the podcast or on Portal to Ascension YouTube or New Realities YouTube, you know that we've been going for four weeks now and we have another four weeks left. And the intention of this show is to uh, speak about all things UFO, ET, UAP, and interdimensional. But definitely the intention is we're doing this at this moment because there's so much information out there in regards to UFO disclosure and what's happening with the you know, the release of the new report. So just keeping us updated as to new findings and then also dissecting and delving into it. And if you attended some of the past shows, we played videos, we got a chance to really go into um, looking at the videos and breaking them down, stopping them, reacting to it and seeing what's, what's really occurring in this topic that was ridiculed by the mainstream for decades and now is becoming something that is not ridiculed at all and looked at very seriously. There's, there seems to be very few people that are ridiculing it now. A lot of people want to know more and are intrigued on in what's happening. And the report, the UFO report, just got dropped a couple of days ago. So we're going to go over that in this moment. And um, the next three episodes, towards the end of, end of this show, I'll tell you what we have in store for that. But in today's episode, I have a guest with me that I'm extremely excited to, to have on, Brendan from Paradigm Shift Central. And the and reason why I'm excited to have Brendan on is that we've worked together. We've had, um, you know, Brendan's been on multiple conferences, but I've never really had him on as a guest on a show where I'm actually communicating, having a conversation with him about not only this, uh, like a specific topic like this, but also interviewing him. You know, we've, I've worked with Brendan for, I don't know, like a year and a half now. I've known him since 2008, but the first time I'm actually getting to bring him on and introduce him officially to everybody. So I'm excited to have you on here, Brendan. You want to jump on and say hi to everyone? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Neil. I'm excited. Not only is this like one of the one of the most exciting topics that I love being able to just kind of like have as a community because it's always changing. Like like the topic of UFO disclosure is kind of it's evolving as consciousness is evolving. So it's like the conversation that we're having now is, you know, a little bit different than what it would have been three months ago, six months ago, three years ago. Uh, me and you, we've done this conversation like you, Neil has been a guest on the, on the podcast that I host as well on my YouTube channel. And we've done a few of these just kind of as a community, but now like obviously with the, within the wake of some really big waves that have been happening within the UFO community, it's exciting to be here back again, again, to be able to not only just like chit chat and answer some questions as a community, but perhaps to be able to provide some clarity, to be able to shift some paradigms. And ultimately I would say to be able to like inspire each other, to be mm -hmm. able to like see the role that we play within this. Like this isn't just something we're sitting back and watching. Like this is something that like we can actually participate in. So yeah, Neil, thank you for having me. Yes, I, I agree 100%. And everything is evolving, as you mentioned, that it's evolving so fast that it's important to keep an open mind and not just take doctrine of what is being what is coming out. Because if things are like if we're just talking about the, the government disclosure at this point with the UAPs, the Pentagon, the Navy and all that, um, it seems like every single week or every other week, it's taking a new direction. You know, they were trying to say a couple of weeks ago that it was probably China and Russia. And then that was completely eliminated as even a possibility. And at this point, they've they pretty much eliminated the possibility of it being um, anything besides something that's not human, <laughs> you know. So it's it's where are they leading us? There, there's definitely got to be an intention behind what they're what they're doing here. Um, is this coming out for the benefit of all? Is there a specific agenda to it? These are the kind of topics and questions that people have. 
right? So as this is coming out, though, it's very exciting because it's been a huge confirmation and affirmation of what many people knew for so long. And they've now admitted that they've been hiding this for 75 years. That's something that I never thought was actually going to ever happen, Brandon. Yeah, it, it, again, you know, like we'll, we'll get into more of the conversation about like the, the Pentagon report and everything like that. But like they've done a good job of just kind of like like admitting something, but still kind of like putting their own agenda on it, which was what we expected. I mean, there's so much kind of just like bullshit to be able to like sit through. So I know we're talking a bit about that tonight. Um, I'm super excited to even just be talking about like CE5, again, human, peaceful human initiated contact with, again, not just like the craft, but the inhabitants of the craft, the beings, the civilizations. Um, maybe we can talk a bit about some theories as to like where they are, why they're here sort of thing. Uh, again, you know, I, I've been so busy with my own stuff I, I know that you guys have been having some previous episodes so i'll do my best to just kind of bring my own unique perspective and not just kind of like say the same things that we might have heard from previous episodes so yes. i'm excited to be able to like answer any particular questions and, and even talk about my own excite my own sighting and uh, contact experiences as well thanks brother and yeah so to everybody out there tuning in if you do have questions we are monitoring the the youtubes the two youtubes we're on go ahead and leave a question and we can comment on or if you have a comment something you want us to delve into let's do it and that is why I bought you on, Brandon, is because um, we were actually funneling and transitioning into more of the experiencer and what this actually means in the bigger picture of it all. So we did a lot of nuts and bolts before. We'll give give the, the brief update on you know what's occurring, but really funneling into, one, the positivity of everything, because there's a lot of um, talk about a threat and a lot of fear around this whole concept. But we want to put in positivity because there's a lot of things to be hopeful for and to be inspired by, right? And then also, what is actually happening on, on the spiritual level in regards to this? But first, before we get into all that, Brandon, um, would you like to introduce yourself officially, tell people who you are, maybe a bit about your story? Yeah, sure. So as a friend of Neil, again, both of us have actually been involved with the with the role of community facilitation and conscious media creation uh, going back quite some time, like both of us have been doing this for well over a decade. And yeah, I'm uh, the facilitator for a project known as Paradigm Shift Central. This is a community focused around being able to bring people together to encourage and inspire them to be the change they wish to see in the world. Within that community, there's also kind of like the circle that really focuses on supporting fellow conscious media creators. So if you're like someone who's like maybe looking at developing your skills as a conscious media creator, putting out your story, your content, even building community, feel free to connect with me. My Instagram is Mystic Spider-Man. That's the best way to just be able to send me a DM through my links there. You'll find the link to everything else. Uh, you can also find me commenting in the YouTube chat today as Skull Babylon. That's my YouTube channel there. And yeah, again, relative to, to this topic, this is something I'm super passionate about. Um, I actually, uh, Neil, if, if, if it works for you, I, I would love to even just be able to do like, uh, like pass over the screen share ability to me. And I'll, I want to be able to kind of like show uh, as, a, as a creator, as a media creator, I've kind of like brought in, um, you know, my own insights into this into this concept, uh, into this topic, um, both using humor um, and just kind of like general information. Um, and there's like a new video that I actually released that's kind of gotten some like good good feedback there. Just kind of, uh, it's basically like like the aliens perspective of like the Pentagon report. Um, I know Neil already saw it. It's just like one minute long. We'll have to play it at some point. It's just, a, it's, it's, it's good to laugh at. But again, in terms of like this topic, this is something that, you know, I've always been interested in the shift in consciousness, the idea that there's more to this reality than meets the eye. 
the question of what does it mean to be a multidimensional being. And throughout the years, I've had various UFO sighting experiences. Uh, my first one went back to about 2000, 2010, give or take. And uh, at that time, that sighting was like a triangle craft that like decloaked over top of me. Um, and that was just something that just kind of like synchronistically happened. But at that moment, I was like, whoa, okay, this is real. This wasn't just something I was reading about. This was something I had a direct experience within. It opened me up to this possibility. And then at that point forward, it was always just about being able to kind of like keep my heart open to, to what else could be there. Uh, going back, I think that craft probably was like a man-made craft more so than likely. It was probably like a TRB3, which again, is kind of like the triangle craft that we hear about. But in the recent years, literally almost uh, a year from today, like, like, like not literally today, but July 25th last year, uh, me and my girlfriend had a super powerful experience. And that was a, a, an, an initiated experience. So that's where we, again, talk about CE5. That's the term that Stephen Greer uses. And whether you're using the term CE5, I, I like to just be able to use it as like, like human initiated peaceful contact, you know, if you just want to call it something else other than CE5. And again, this is where you can go through the process of like meditating and connecting through the consciousness between yourself and the inhabitants of this craft and basically putting out like an invitation, putting out a call. It's kind of like you're, you're sending out a signal and then they can respond to it. And and then they can actually arrive and reveal themselves to you. And within this process of revealing, these moments can be incredibly transformational. So I had seen the documentary from Stephen Greer, and I know a lot of people are familiar about you know what he's talked about. And back in the summer last year, me and my girlfriend, we went out for a camping trip and we set the intention and we had like a super visceral experience. Um, one that was like, like right up there with like a psychedelic experience. Like, like it, it like moved me, wow. moved us to our core. It was very visceral. Um, we'll talk more about it later. Absolutely. And then over the, over since that time, uh, I've had, uh, several other like initiated contact experiences that I've done with, uh, even different groups of people that I've kind of like invited them into a space. Um, and I was like, this is possible, like open your heart to it. And then like multiple times it's happened. Um, not like it, it would often sometimes even just be kind of like lips and objects in the skies, but definitely not like a shooting star, definitely not a satellite. It was something else. And, uh, but the one that my girlfriend and I had was like, it was, it was so visceral. So we'll have to talk a bit more about that. But again, you know, in terms of this topic, what I find fascinating about it is the idea that again, you know, this is something that we as individuals can be immediately involved with, because I think when we're talking about this phenomena, for me, I like to be able to focus it on the relationship, the relationship and the mystery of these, of, of not just the craft, but the beings, the inhabitants, and, and even, you know, like, like how our karma connects to them, you know, because right. I think there's something going on here where Ancestry. like, yeah, like they're closer, they're more related to us than we realize, like them helping us is actually part of their karma. And so like, we're learning from them, they're learning from us, we're learning how to be able to initiate contact. And over time, we're developing this relationship. So what does that and what can that look like? So I'm sure we'll be talking a bit more about that today, Neil. Yeah, exactly. So that takes us, you know, deep into this awareness, because um, the rabbit hole goes so much deeper than most may realize. And, and just like a Pentagon official had said a few months ago, that, um, for, he even said about the report and what's going to happen that there's so much more and like count so much more that it's hard to put a number on um, evidence of this phenomena and what's occurring than most people will ever know right and that's happening from these individuals that are already been studying this what's happening here so in, in regards to why are these beings are visiting us who are they I even watched a um, a show on mainstream media the other day where they were going through it and they had a discussion of like, well, what is this UFO thing? And they were all going around in a circle and they were coming up with ideas of what 
it could be and who these beings could be, right? And that was a step ahead because, um, you know, they don't really concentrate on what the beings are and their origins, but they started speculating on it. And the first person said, I believe it could be future versions of us. And I was like, wow, these like people just have uh, just some time to just sit back and really think about this and their minds take them to some realities that could potentially be true. And so it's, it's pretty beautiful to me that the fact that this is coming out and then, then having this conversation, we have not spoke about the being so much. We see so much, so many of these reports, these news articles that have come out, the technology has been the focus main, mainly when it comes to um, the Navy, the, the Pentagon, Tom DeLonge, NASA, they've all talked about the technology, but the one thing that was missing was the, the word, well, who are these beings and where are they coming from and why are they even here in, in the first place, right? So that's truly what it's all about. And if you spend any time in this disclosure community and researching ETs, you find that there's a vast amount of information out there in regards to the potentials that these beings could be, right? Names of civilizations, ET races. So many people live in a world where that isn't even a part of their world. Right. So just it's right now, it's not even a fraction of what is really going to be, you know, can be discovered is potentially able to be discovered once people really start spending more time focusing on this topic. And I, I don't think it's going anywhere. It's not a fad. It's really like an awakening to some deep truths that are going to probably have to make us reflect on our society, the way we structure society and also religion, you know, who we think we really are. Absolutely. And, and again, you know, just from from a logical perspective, I think we can kind of understand um, the situation that the government and the Pentagon are in, you know, like, I, I don't mm -hmm. think it's as simple as to say, like, all oh, the Pentagons are the bad guys. Like, I'm sure there are people in there that probably do have a pretty good scope of what's going on. But even still, they're like, how do we slowly release this information without it, like compromising, like the entire structure of reality and society and religion? Because, you know, as much as like the Pentagon could just be like, oh, yeah, like straight up there is there are these extra, extra extraterrestrial beings we have had a relationship with them they're probably multi-dimensional they might be from the future like if they were to put that out in a way that was just like you know very just kind of like logical analytical like black and white sort of thing yeah. the next day you know like there could be riots churches could be getting burned down governments would be you know like under incredible scrutiny and scrutiny and everything like that so um i think again you know the, the pentagon report it, it, it's you have to kind of look at it from where it's coming from and and i think it is still it's it's still a step in some direction right but i yeah, think yeah. again you know it in itself is neutral but i think mm -hmm. what's important is that you know as individuals within this bigger community uh it's up to us to be able to not only use discernment but again yeah. to be able to just kind of like continue to steer things in the direction of our choice without having to like wait for the government to to do this or that you know like what's important for us is to us to kind of be able to respond to what's coming out of the government but to, in the meantime to still be really just like moving forward on cultivating this relationship relationship in a way that's personal to ourselves. And again, these, mm -hmm. these, these relationships, not only are they something that is happening through, you know, sightings in the sky, but this is stuff that's also happening through meditation, through intuition and through dream yeah. time as well. So it, it's actually like quite more accessible um, than people might have been previously been, been misled to believe, so to speak. Right. And that goes into the whole concept of it's a frequency game and you could shift frequencies and maybe have communication with these beings and, you know, whether it's astral traveling, dream state, or even just doing meditation or yoga that can shift into frequency. And I completely agree with you in regards to, you know, their good and bad is very loosely, can be very loosely used. But at, at the same time, it's like, 
for example, a lot of people within the Pentagon are military individuals that want to protect. They have a good intention. They're not bad people. They want to protect us. However, they're within the military and they need to make sure that there's no external threats, which is an old paradigm mentality. They're not bad at all. They're just individuals that have adopted that role that is needed within this world of nations and wars. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's, yeah, we should not like definitely marginalize and, and think that there's a nefarious plan always because at times it seems that there's many compartmentalizations in regards to these organizations and people within it with conflicting agendas. And some people might just want to let it come out to the public. Um, that's why I feel you're right about having these conversations are important because even though they might be doing it neutrally, they might be saying at the same time, there's a threat. And if you're introduced to this whole entire concept, the first thing you hear about UFOs is there's an aerial threat. What's your whole entire UFO belief system going to be based on? Is a threat, right? So, um, but even though that's out there, I feel that we're still leading towards a positive outcome and it's kind of backfiring, if you will, because just letting people know that this is a reality has now made created another milestone for us to be able to continue and build on that platform. Yeah, again, you know, now that like the government is kind of like said like, oh, there's something there, it gives a lot of other people permission to just be able to continue the discussion. And I think in a lot of ways, that's like what the positive is that's coming out of the Pentagon and the Pentagon report is that, you know, like if anything, they're just like, they're just like, okay, like, like, the, the doors are open, right? Like yeah. inviting more people to be able to, to start looking into this. And, and again, you know, like, I think, I think on, on, on one level, the, the government kind of has to present things in a certain way. Um, but then on another level, I think it's pretty realistic to assume that they know very well what these are. Um, there have been relationships that have been taking place, sightings, experience, direct contact, secret space programs, you name it, all the yeah. stuff that you can find on, on past, you know, past videos in the portal to Ascension archive, where there's been so many people and contactees, uh, experiencers that have talked about this and that and beyond. So okay. yeah, uh, Neil, can I show like a couple videos? And, yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, okay. So pass over a screen share. Yeah, you got it, you got it right there. And uh, let me just kind of like take a moment here and I'll make sure that I get the uh, sound as well. And uh, should is my sound going to be coming through? Is this going to be working? It should work, and, uh, yes. Okay, so I'm just going to play this. This is like a recent TikTok I did. So um, enjoy this. This is, this is like satire, um, but it's still, I don't know. I figure you guys will get appreci will appreciate it. Drop some emoticons if you enjoy. Here you go. Oh, and let me, let me get the volume going right away. Here we go. Wow, okay. Okay, wow. Yeah, this is some top tier bullshit right here. Hey, dude, you look a little pissed. Are you okay? Have you seen this new Pentagon report about the UFOs? No, what's it say? Well, despite the fact that we have been trying to develop a meaningful relationship with them for the past century, they are basically telling everyone that they don't know for sure whether or not we exist. Wow, that's pretty harsh. Like, honestly, this is why I question whether or not this relationship is even worth the effort. Yeah, you gotta do what's best for you. You know, go where the love is. You know what? You're right. There are tons of other Earth people out there who are passionate about being able to help make peaceful initiated contact with us directly. I would much rather focus my attention on them. Yeah, fuck the government. Fuck the government. Fuck the government. We love you guys. We love you too, Earth humans. <laughs> yeah, fuck the government. Very, very, That's very awesome, sums up the feelings there um, in a lot of ways. I'll, I'll just show uh, a couple more. So this this is one that um, I did a while back. That was actually part of a, a, a kind of a continued series. 
of talking about UFO stuff. And this, this is actually um, right at the beginning of June. And then there's one other video I'm going to show um, that is actually kind of like a quick little snippet of me and my girlfriend talking about um, our sighting experience. So again, this is on my, my Instagram, Mystic Spider-Man. Uh, you guys can find me uh, on TikTok at Mystic Spider-Man as well. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for joining in. So this is just another quick one. Here's what you need to know about the UFO phenomena. Now, first off, my account's been getting really suppressed lately, so if you're a fan of my work, be sure to comment and engage so we can get this information out there. You've obviously heard the news that the Pentagon has admitted the existence of UFOs and other off-world vehicles, but there's something important that we need to talk about here. When it comes to information being released by official sources, we have to keep in mind that they and themselves have their own agenda, and a lot of that agenda relates to dominion, power, control, narrative. So we need to be able to use discernment when looking at the information that they're sharing because it's not always going to be the full truth. The UFO phenomenon is obviously nothing new and has been taking place throughout the history of all mankind, and there's a reason for that. The UFO phenomenon directly relates to the collective shift in consciousness. It's impossible to be able to study this without it beginning to reveal to you more about the metaphysical nature of this holographic reality. UFOs aren't just coming from other planets, they're actually phasing in from other dimensions, and this is the information that the government probably doesn't want you to know. Like and follow for part two. So yeah, so that's part of like a 10-part series that I also have up on my uh, Instagram and TikTok. Um, oh, okay. Here's sorry. I got like one more. This this is like more comedy stuff. This is so this is a, a Bashar channeling about the UFO disclosure, which is eerily appropriate now. Okay, well, just this and then one more. Greetings, Earthlings. It is I, Bashar, here with an important message at this intergalactic gateway. For as the world governments prepare to reveal disclosure about the UFO phenomena, we must remember to trust one important thing, and that is the guidance of your internal intuition, for it is what will move you through this monumental heap of bullshit. For we are not simply blinking lights in the sky. What you recognize as UFO phenomena, you can think of as relatives, for we have traveled here through space and time. We are your descendants, tied by karma to help assist with this bigger shift in consciousness. Listen to your heart and you will find the truth. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Some Bashar channeling. Okay, and then um, here's, so th this one's really cool because this is, again, this is a shout out to my, my girlfriend, Lacey Paper Druid on, on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, this is like from a, this video is like a live that we did on TikTok, but this is like a small snippet just where we're talking about like the sighting. So you can just kind of hear the, the excitement here and then we'll, we'll get back to answering questions and I'll probably be able to share a little bit more about this within tonight's uh, podcast as well. So here we go. Totally. I was like, that's a fucking Merkava. Like you're like, what? Like I'm seeing it. So then in that moment, um, I had a psychic link, which someone the awakened one, because I think that's the third yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. said the psychic link with yeah. this being where they started to pour um, immense amounts of love into to me and into Brendan. And the words that were coming to me were like, like you are so loved. And it was just like, I never felt love like that. Like I'm assuming it's like, it's like this unconditional love, um, almost like, and I don't want to use the word God, but like this, like, like this. Very pure. Like, if people say, oh, I felt like love from God, like that's what it felt like. It was like, we love you. 
and were listening and they were pouring it. Like it literally felt like a waterfall yeah, it was, like water, like, was like falling down into my body. Through our heart, like through my yeah, through our hearts. Like, Holy shit, guys. It was like full kundalini awakening. Every part of my body was alive. I felt like I could scream at the top of my lungs. Like it was like I never felt more alive. Like it, it was profound. Yeah. So there we go. So yeah, the, uh, for anybody else who wants to check out more, again, Mystic Spider Man on Instagram and TikTok. But yeah, Neil, thank you for letting me share this. Yeah, dude, thank you so much. And all right, so what we'll do now is I'm going to screen share and we're going to go over some just key pointers of the Pentagon report, spend the next 10 minutes dissecting that a little bit. And then let's go into some conversations about experiences. All right, so what I want to share here, just to give everybody the cliff notes and the updates of what's been happening lately, it's going to be really quick because you pretty much it's it's out there now. There was nine pages in the report, including the cover page and the, the, the last page there, so seven pages of details. But I just want to show these news headings, right, again on mainstream outlets. But this is a common heading that we're seeing. Pentagon report says UFOs can't be explained. And this admission is a big deal. And they break into in, into this article and other articles why they think it's a big deal. And basically, they think it's a big deal because they haven't spent enough time trying to figure it out, or they have and they're not telling us. There, um, some of you may not know there were actually two reports that were released. One was a classified report given to the Congress, Congress, and then one was the nine-page report that was open to the public. The one that was classified given to Congress should, I think, should have come out to everybody because we did ask for it for the world to know. We were all waiting for it. But within there, there will be probably more details. Who knows what truly is in that larger one? Maybe they omitted a bunch of information too and said that, you know, these are the reports and these are the reports off each of these 144 cases. But at the same time, um, we don't know what they are. But I'm gonna let's I'm gonna go over these eight points right here that basically gives you a summary, just a quick summary of what was in the report. And then let's um, talk about that just for a few minutes after that. So here we go. One, our analysis of the data supports the construct that if and when individual UAP incidents are resolved, they will fall into one, five potential explanatory, explanatory categories, airborne clutter, natural atmospheric phenomena, USG or US industry development programs, foreign adversary systems, and a catch all other bin. So firstly, they're saying basically they believe that if they can figure out what they are, they'll go into these categories. They're not in any way saying they actually um, know what categories they go into. And it's extremely interesting that they put a catch all bin right here rather than outlining, you know, what exactly that means. And Brandon, if you want, do you want to comment on each of them as we go or should I go through all eight of them first and then we talk about it? Yeah, whatever makes more sense for you. I mean, I think there's definitely little things that we can go through. So um, yeah, yeah let, let's just kind of like go through maybe like two or three and then we'll see where we're at. All right. Two, after carefully considering this information, the UAPTF focus reports on involved UAP largely witnessed firsthand by military aviators that were collected from systems we considered to be reliable. Three, no standardizing reporting mechanism existed until the Navy established one in March of 2019, uh, right when COVID, um, no, that was a year before COVID. The Air Force subsequently adopted that mechanism in November 2020, but it remains limited to, to USG reporting. And let me say this fourth one, let's, let's chime in here on this. There were 144 reports originated from USG sources. Of these 80 reports were involved observation with multiple sensors. 
Brandon, what do you think of these? Yeah, again, I think I think the just going back to the first one, we can just kind of scroll back up to that again, you know, just kind of giving people an opportunity to get familiar uh, with the categories that that they have listed for them to be able to put them into. Um, and again, you know, like, I think it's what we're seeing here is such like a kind of like, um, brick and mortar material based way of trying to categorize things, uh, which again, I think very much like has its limits to it. Because I think when we're talking about like the, the UFO phenomenon, for me, when I think about it, you know, like I'm not looking at these craft as being so much as just like this, like literal physical ship that's flying somewhere from another planet. Um, but it's literally almost like trans-dimensional that's like kind of like phasing into our dimension and then kind of like maybe like, you know, kind of like phasing out. Uh, so again, you know, when you look at it from, when you at least open your mind to being able to look at it from this perspective, perspective it requires being able to have a broader metaphysical understanding of what this reality is and how it actually functions uh, again in terms of kind of like waves and frequencies and dimensions and shifting in and out of things and I'm not really sure like how much of that like the the Pentagon um, acknowledges or admits uh, however you know like you you look at other reports and you go back to you know like the the gateway project um, the Stargate like the the stuff we're talking about all like the remote viewing and uh, all of like the things related to the Robert Monroe Institute and everything like that. And they definitely know that this reality is, again, kind of what we experience as like a holographic light-based matrix simulation or whatever that means to you. Um, but again, it seems to be that they're trying to, and I guess this is just kind of like a way how in some cases we see this with science where they're trying really, really, really hard to be able to put things into their particular categories. Um, in a, literally in a box. Very, very much in a, literally in a, like, I like that, the catch-all bin um, sort of thing. So, I mean, uh, Again, I, I think if we were to kind of like reassess this entire UFO phenomena with a little bit broader metaphysical understanding of reality, yeah. or at least a, a, a lens that opens up to those possibilities, this would be explained very, very differently. Whereas what we're seeing now is literally them explaining it with the idea that this physical reality is all there is and everything mm -hmm. can be explained with particles and matter and, and measuring exactly. instruments and, and exactly. things like that. But I think there's literally aspects of the UFO phenomena that we don't have the technology to properly measure we right. can observe it um i think in many ways and this is coming from my experience you know like like it, it's something that is felt it's like a direct experience like i know what happened from my experience when when me and lacy had that really powerful sighting and, and i know what it felt like like through our body and there was like a telepathy and everything like that but like could i measure that with an instrument like no not necessarily like i'm the instrument right so um again, there, you can see how already like this, this report is very much just kind of like, a, it's very much like a left brain uh, approach. Right so here. it'd be cool to see like the right brain approach to this whole yeah. UFO phenomenon yeah. released from an official source. And, and honestly, I think those exist somewhere. Like I right. bet you they're, they're like, they, they were probably written up years ago within like the majestic 12, like group and everything yeah. like that. Cause they know, like I'm, I'm I guarantee they must know. So, well, okay. So they definitely know because even though they probably know much more than we think they know, they have been declassified documents over the last 20 years that imply to interdimensional technology and things happening that are beyond the physics of this world uh, that humans currently have on this planet. And also when this whole thing started, really, they were talking about these crafts able to do things that um, physics and uh, the laws of physics do not match with. However, they they it's not that we think it's impossible. This is was outlined in the 60 Minutes showed um, a couple months ago. It's not that they think it's impossible. It's just that these craft are doing things that we only know are possible in theory at this point. So we know it's possible, but 
humans in general around the planet are only at the theoretical stages of what is actually occurring with all of this. So it is very linear minded and they are attempting to figure out what it is based on this Newtonian world that we're in. It's really the beginning phases. You know, we, we pierce through the veil, we see the subatomic world, we understand everything's vibration and frequency. Newtonian physics and quantum physics seem to contradict each other. Uh, but at the same time, we haven't really fully implemented that and what that means for our society. So that's what's occurring right now. And it seems that this UFO phenomena might actually um, rubber band affect us into an exponential realization of what that means. Because this, I don't see it going anywhere, especially all the individuals that have been in this for decades or even years that have been dedicated behind this. All this does really is inspire us to, to keep putting out more information there. And you did, you touched on a few of these here, but one other one I just kind of mentioned what they said is, um, okay, all the systems were reliable, one, meaning people said the sensors were, you know, probably not reliable. They, I guess they tested it during, since November, and they decided all the, everything was reliable there. But also, here we go. This is the other, you know, somebody's always trying to throw a wrench into this. And every week, a new wrench is thrown into it because there's skeptics out there. They should be skeptics. And the skeptics, last, the last line of defense was, no, this could be a sensor issue. And if it's a sensor issue, then um, maybe you just picked up the wrong, you know, something incorrectly. But now they're saying that out of 144 of the reports, 80 of them were involved in multiple sensors basically occurring at the same time on those actual in, in situations and incidents. So what are the chances that two or three sensors both malfunctioned and had the exact same effect in order to show this thing that really didn't even exist there? So there really, it's it seems that more and more this comes out, the more we've been directing to one answer, really an interdimensional extraterrestrial phenomena. Yeah, definitely. And, and and again, I think it's worth noting that like basically everything that they're putting on record here, um, as it says in number two, um, is basically like coming from people who are within the institutions, people who are trained to see things in a very particular yeah. way. Um, there's nothing here within the report that it's like, oh, like here's 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 a UFO experience from, you know, like some guy who is like on acid or, or something like that. And, and like, like, or, you know, something that would completely be discredited and not even that it matters whether or not it's on acid. No doubt there have been sightings on psychedelics and everything like that. That's a whole topic in itself, psychedelics yeah. and UFOs and a connection there. Um, but again, you know, literally just like public, like Joe public, Joe and Joe and Jill public and everything like that. Like, where are those reports? How do they fit within yeah. that? And, and those reports do exist. Again, you know, that's why MUFON and everything uh, is there. But again, you know, right now, like they're literally just kind of like adding things together based on kind of like what they're allowed to use. Right. Um, so they've kind of like put themselves in a box uh, in, in, in a way. Um, but yeah, like it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of like where this goes um, and how flexible their explanation of the phenomena changes over time. Because I mean, again, you know, it wasn't too long ago that that the news was, um, they were refer referring to it as off-world technology. And I thought that was pretty cool. Like I thought, I thought, I honestly, them saying that I think was actually like more kind of like revolutionary than some of the stuff that's in here yeah. in a lot of ways because in here they're almost trying to like backpedal and they're, they're kind like, of like oh they're, they're trying, trying to, to justify it we don't know if it's that so they're saying it's not that to imply even yeah. though they have no evidence for it yeah 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 so so yeah no let's let's keep moving through this yeah, again it's fun just being able to talk about it narratives from aviators in the operational community and analysis from the military and ic describe disparagement associated with observing uap reporting it 
or attempting to discuss it with colleagues. Although the effects of these stigmas have lessened as senior members of the scientific policy, military and intelligence communities engage on the topic seriously in public, reputation risks may be keep observers silent, com complicating, complicating scientific pursuit of the topic. Okay, that right there is actually pretty amazing that they're saying that because that's a confirmation for many conspiracy theorists in regards to this phenomena for some while. And it validates all these whistleblowers that have come out that said they work for the military was that they didn't want to say anything because they'd be ridiculed and they would have to be silent. It was encouraged to be silent. And there was a stigma around about reporting this. So there's, they're basically giving a reason here of why it hasn't come out into the public for so long and now it's being taken seriously. So that's a pretty great admission, I feel. Yeah, and, and, and just on that note, before we jump into the other ones, again, you know, I, I think with that, like, I hope it gives permission for new sightings that are going to be occurring to be exactly. approached in a different way where people will, will, won't be, you know, just kind of like afraid to be, be you know, be, be talking about it, but to be able yeah. to kind of like pass it through a chain of command. Or again, you know, like, honestly, like, I'm sure there's a lot of conversations even within the military of people just kind of sharing stories over a drink about all the sightings that they've yeah. had. And that's probably how happening now right like it's kind of like this like like everybody's kind of like stepping out of the closet and there's like oh you've had a ufo sighting like i've had a ufo sighting too and then yeah. you know it's it's i think so it, from the idea of just being able to destigmatize uh, the, the concept i think there's there's been definitely like a lot of pressure um that's been released in a lot of ways so yeah again you know this this is just kind of like one step towards you know flash forward to where we'll be in six months from now yeah. um i'm sure there's probably going to be a lot more perhaps documented sightings from the military but again in terms right. of how much they choose to it might take like another year before they release like another official report um i i think again you know like that's a great thing to just kind of be able to ask is like now that this has happened like what are we waiting for what's the next thing we're waiting yes. for from the military do they owe us anything like is there anything well, that, that we should expect from them or is it just following awesome instagram pages and watching all of the, like the home videos of the ufo sightings yeah. and just kind of speculating and developing our own relationship as i've right. talked about well it, it seems like they may create some sort of program now an ongoing program for reporting this in regards to actually looking into what's happening as it's happening rather than reflecting on it back later and that this might even be a ploy for some sort of funding in order to create that but it's, it's important to know guys because there is there are documents out there that are smoking gun documents for example 1952 document on the fbi's website that somebody was in upstate new york hiking a trail found a landed ufo with these hieroglyphs on it that were fading in and out on this metal that was like shining like they'd never seen before that is out there there is enough information to be like hey this is probably et or probably interdimensional there is that information but the reason why they're saying it's not is because they're only doing a report on the atip program these are only the things that were discovered since 2004 right why is there 144 the 50s and the 60s were the highest ufo reports and sightings ever there's all types of fbi documents nsa documents they're not talking about the nsa documents they're not talking about the cia documents they're not talking about the fbi documents they're talking about the atip program 104 44 sightings since 2004 through that, they're not even talking about Project Blue, Be uh, Blue Book. All of that information, they know that it was, you know, hidden for 75 years, but some people might think that this is like looking at the whole UFO program because they keep throwing out the fact that it was hidden for 75 years. But the reason why it's so minute and maybe they don't have as much information is because they're only reporting on one program and what that program did. 
also another thing to know is you will realize that almost all these videos that are coming out are from the Navy. Well, that goes back into navies and the ET connection and what happened after World War II and how Navy had this agreement with a Nordic race and the Navy gave all, was given all this advanced technology and the Air Force was a little behind on it. So just the fact that the Navy has all this video footage and last year the Navy released all these patents, US patents on reverse engineered UFO craft. I kid you not. Type in reverse engineered, type in Navy UFO patents, right? Probably take you to the government's website, the patent website. You'll see all these things there. Like it's so, they have, they know this information. They're releasing the everything from the Pentagon via the Navy. So it's weird how that's connecting. And the Navy is releasing reverse engineered diagrams as patents on the internet as it is. So something is going on there. And it looks like they definitely know more than they're telling us, but they're not obligated to report on the entire thing. All right, so I'll move on to the next couple. Just close this out right here. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, again, you know, like I, I think just re real quick, I think as a public, you know, it's important for us to just continue to understand that, yes, like there's still going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be happening that just won't be in the public eye. Yeah. So, you know, like that's where having, you know, interviews with people that have like stepped out of the out of the institutions and listening to whistleblowers and everything like that, like that's going to be really, really important. Again, you know, like disclosure is in the power of the people. I, I think the government based on the new programs they're setting up, you know, it's like it, it, it's it's not our responsibility for, for, for us to, you know, we aren't responsible for how they deal with this, you know, like we got to be responsible for how we relate to it in our own unique way. Um, and we need to be responsible to make sure that we're not too dependent on, on, on waiting for them to be able to tell us what to believe, you know, like the last thing yeah, we, yeah. like this, this is moving into a new age of, again, you know, like sovereignty where people are really being able to, to create their own perception and understanding of reality. So yeah, there's definitely, again, you know, like this, this report, I think it's great because it is just helping kind of bring more of like the the mainstream public into the discussion and mm -hmm. and like you said there's people who on news stations are talking about this and and i think what's cool is like you said there's like intuitive theories and hypotheses that are arising people are like oh yeah like maybe they are maybe they are ancestors from the future traveling back in time and everything like that so um keep your eye open for those little trickles and and again you know like i think the the sightings are just going to continue to increase right. uh over the years and hopefully you know like the within their behind their closed doors like there might be i don't know i, I don't really have I, that's the thing i don't really have an expectation for what the government will be able to do um yeah. i'm just weary of them you know kind of like using this for some sort of like bullshit agenda that just revol results in them trying to like get more control and everything like that because you can kind of see how like this is kind of like tailored around this idea where it's like it's like we're not really sure what it is but we aren't quite sure whether or not it's the russian or the chinese so like that like that is kind of like this undertone where it's just like almost like they want the 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 public to kind of be like oh like maybe it is the chinese or the russian or something like that yeah. and i don't know like maybe some of it is like honestly i i don't know like i don't really have too much of an opinion on it. i think it's probably more again the same stuff that we're seeing all the time which is probably much more crazier than just that like that that explanation is almost like simple <laughs> i think yeah. it's actually like crazier than just especially that. if it's been happening for over 75 years yeah because then yeah. you look back at where those be. countries were 75 years ago they would have had to have been very advanced back then plus if there was 144 jessen atip sightings above the us for china to test out a craft that is the best technology they've ever had 144 times over the US without actually interacting with us, 
is also this. So there's a lot of holes in those stories, as you're, you're basically mentioning here. So let me just read these and let's be done with, with the report and the update here. So in number six, in 18 incidents described in 21 reports, observers reported unusual UAP movement, patterns of light, or flight characteristics. Some UAPs appear to remain stationary in winds aloft, move against the wind, maneuver abruptly, or move, move at considerable speed without discernible means of propulsion. In a small number of cases, military aircraft systems process radio frequencies, energy associated with UAP sightings. So what they're saying there is that 18 out of the 21 were doing things that were like, whoa, what's going on here? This shouldn't be able to be possible. Number seven, with the exception of the one instance where we determined with high confidence that the reported UAP was airborne clutter, specifically a deflated balloon, one incidence, we currently lack sufficient information in a data set set to attribute incidents to specific explanations. So they have so little information is what they're saying that they cannot even speculate as to anything that it is at all. And then lastly here, although most of the UAP described in a data set probably remain unidentified due to limited data or challenges to collection processes or analysis, we may require additional scientific knowledge to successfully collect on, analyze, characterize some of them. So that's basically the end goal right there is how can we actually figure out what these are and what mechanisms can we use to do it? Yeah, and there you go. So um, on a scale of one to 10, how satisfied is everyone with that report? Feel free to leave that in the in the YouTube chat, just be able to gauge there. Because again, you know, I, I on, honestly, I think it's better than nothing. And I think even just that end point of them kind of saying it's like, it's like, we need to study these more, we need a better under, we need to like evolve our scientific understanding in order to be able to to get a better grasp on what this is like, it's actually quite rare for for the government to be able to say, like oh this is actually something that we don't understand you know like that's like that's like the government kind of has this ego it's like oh we know everything we're super powerful so for them to actually kind of like say that it's actually kind of like this like it's 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 very kind of like it's got like this humility energy where it's just kind of like yeah you know like maybe there is something more to this um and that could be again you know what we'll be seeing in the future is that you know like maybe there is going to be more of a kind of like holistic relationship developing between like government and again, these like extraterrestrial craft. But again, this is, this is nothing new because again, you know, just even looking at some of the comments um, in the, in the YouTube chat already. Um, thank you to uh, Aragami Sensei again, you know, just kind of mentioning that even within this report, as you kind of said, Neil, like there's nothing mentioned of project blue book. Um, there's nothing mentioned of the Foo Fighters, Roswell, the crashes, um, EBEs. So again, like the idea of like physical bodies, um, craft sightings, uh, the cow mutilations and the abductions, like that's, none of that is mentioned within yeah. this report. And I, and I think there's a good reason that it wasn't mentioned in the report. I think as soon as you, like, it's almost like, like, I think that's like too much for the public. They in were a lot asked of ways, about it. They were asked about a report. True enough, ATIP. right? So yeah. So it's all these loopholes. That's why it takes yeah. really critical thinking, you know? And, and it's interesting because I'm really not for mainstream media, but I'm seeing critical thinking in regards to this topic, you know? Like people are actually yeah. asking the hard questions. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and that's where, again, you know, like, I think I think what's also happening is that we are seeing a lot of people who are kind of like turning to alternative resources and news sources. And that's where you're starting to get, you know, like the idea that Stephen Greer, like his documentary CE5, like so many people have seen it. There's like CE5 groups popping up all over the world. Again, people who are initiating peaceful contact with these beings, people who are developing more of a relationship through dream time, through meditation, through channeling, through art through uh, other forms of just kind of like being able to again you know like under like I think in some way it's it's really being able to to open up our mind to the idea that you know like they aren't as alien as we think they are um they are spirit they are consciousness um they might be again you know kind of like fitting in they, they blend in with a lot of these other kind of phenomena uh, as well i don't think they're literally just like the separate thing so when you start talking uh again about like even just like psychedelics the fey realm paranormal stuff spirits life beyond death time travel atlantis lumeria all of these like underground like you know like what's beyond the ice wall and um, uh, again, you know, like all sorts of these things, you start to just kind of understand that what we've been given through this report is just another piece within the puzzle. And it's something we can use to start kind of connecting the dots. So um, again, you know, shout out to communities out there such as Contact Tour, my buddies Contact Tour, if you check them out on Instagram, uh, my buddies, uh, again, you know, Tyler and Sharon, like they are and, and like they have gone out and done human initiated peaceful contact numerous, numerous times. And they've actually documented it in a very effective way where, you know, they're going out there, they're meditating, they're setting that intention. They're kind of like putting out the signal and they're getting footage of these like what, again, you know, the UAPs, um, the UFOs. And uh, yeah, and, and just in a way where they're doing it to be able to encourage people to say, like, you can do this, too, because, again, what I think is incredibly powerful is to kind of move beyond the focus on the craft and to really focus on the beings. And this is where, you know, uh, this is something that I'll, I'll just mention real quick. And some of you have heard me say this before, rather than just being able to call them UFOs, me and Lacey, one of the terms that we actually developed, and I'll say this so I can kind of give it to anybody who's listening, because you guys might be like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. I, I might start using it that is instead of using the term UFO, we actually started using the term OUs. And the term OUs refers to other us's. So when we started using this term, you know, because we're just like, oh, yeah, let's go make contact with some OUs, opposed to just saying UFOs, because UFOs is like, it's focusing on the craft. But OUs is really refer referring to the being, the, the relationship. And so what's happened, you know, without even getting too much into the personal details, because it, it is kind of like a personal story between me and Lacey, is that like the relationship that we've had has actually like grown. It's evolved. So we had this super powerful sighting back last year in July. Um, and the long story short of that, we were like up at a cottage we went camping up at this beautiful college in, in uh, Halliburton in Ontario. So kind of like Northern in the woods area, we had the intention to do CE5. Uh, I brought, I brought a green laser. And then that night I like went down on the dock and was meditating by myself. And then 30 minutes later, Lacey came out, we sat there on the dock and very much just kind of like in our heart space, holding that intention. And then as we were sitting there, this is like when it started happening, we started seeing like blips in the sky and it was like a clear night and we could use our laser pointer. And then we would see a blip and it'd be like blip and be like, whoa, like, did you see that? And then it'd be like blip. And then there'd be another blip and then it'd be like blip, blip, blip. And we're like, whoa, like there's actually like multiple blips in the sky. And then the blips actually began to, to form almost like in a quadrant in a region of the sky. And then as they were doing that, like a, a, a predominant light 
like came down from high orbit. Like you could actually tell it was like way up in high orbit and it like moved towards us. It like came down towards us and it was like, it came down close. Like it was like within no more than like, I would say between hundred and 200 meters. And it was like this huge, like glowing sphere. And it literally just kind of began to kind of like float over the water and over kind of like the tree line. And in this moment, me and Lacey, like literally it was like, it was like, almost it was, it was very much like a psychedelic experience it was very much kind of like becoming lucid in a dream where you're just like holy shit holy shift this is happening like this is really happening in this moment like we came here with the intention this is happening um in that moment you kind of heard in the video earlier we we talked about this like wave of energy moving through our body and and it was very much just kind of like this full energy like sensation like this this like kind of like again it's very akin um to like what you can refer to it as Kundalini, but like, just to give someone a comparison, um, it would very much feel like very similar to kind of like an orgasm where it's like, boom, and it's moving through your body and our breath was just like guiding it. And in that moment, we're just kind of like in this space where we're just kind of like holding love in our heart. And we literally were watching it for a good, like 30, 40 seconds. And then it kind of went over to the tree line and eventually just kind of moved away. And then we were just like, holy, like, holy shit, this actually happened. This actually happened. This actually happened. Um, so incredibly just kind of like completely shifted our reality. And then we like went into the, the cottage and it was just this little cottage and our bodies were still like, just like this overwhelming sensation. And it was, it was partly adrenaline, but it was something else. And it literally felt as if they had, and this is again, kind of like retrospect as if they had like some sort of like, I don't know if it's a technology or what, but it's like, they were like, like projecting like this beam of love at us. Like it was like some sort of like energy, like, like tube of love. And it was like, and even after we went into the cottage, um, in our minds, we felt like they were still there, like as if they were like invisible, but they were still like over top of the cottage uh, as well. And then we were kind of just, again, kind of in this energy for quite some time. We were talking about it. We actually have like a voice recording. Um, there's a YouTube video on my YouTube channel. And even in the, if you ch go to the links in my profile on Instagram or, or TikTok, Mystic Spider-Man, scroll down and there's a video called uh, the UFO sighting of my girlfriend and I, and there's like an audio because after this happened, we recorded audio and we're like, okay, let's talk about what happened. And you hear it in our voice. And I'll just say this, the interesting thing that happened after that is that that night, my girlfriend actually like the contact experience continued into our dream space. So she had like a dream where there was like a being that like came out of the woods and it like took her somewhere and it like showed her like an ancient craft, like in like kind of like this stone circle. It was like half buried in the ground. It was like an ancient craft. And there was like writings on it and stuff. And my girlfriend, Lacey, again, paper druid, um, super vivid dreamer and everything like that. And then it like took her to another location and she was like on a beach and there was like these like triangle lights that appeared and stuff. Um, but since then, and I'll just kind of say this and I'll pass it back to Neil, because again, this is just my experience, but we share this experience as ambassadors to be able to say this can happen, this can happen to you, but that for me was something that really initiated this part within myself to be able to feel that, you know, like those beings, you know, they want us to be able to kind of like bring more of this information into the mainstream culture to be able to show people what's possible and to encourage them to be able to develop this relationship with the other us's and to, to really be able to know that like, this is a relationship that even in that moment, like it didn't, it wasn't just an isolated moment. Like, 
that energy has continued with me. It has, it has always been with me. Even when I'm just kind of like out at night by ourselves and I kind of look up at the sky, I'm kind of like, I know they're there. Like I know they're still there. And it really kind of like opens my mind to this bigger understanding and, and just starts asking questions. And that whatever the being was in that craft, like me and Lacey, and again, this is kind of personal, but I'm not going to get into the personal stuff. Um, there's like a very particular relationship that we have with that being. Like, it's kind of like it's shown up. Mm-hmm. It's continued to show up within dream space and stuff. And, and, and one of the best ways we can describe it, like it feels like family. Like, like it wasn't just like some random pilot that just showed up and was like, Hey guys, what's up? Like whatever came to us, like it felt like family. And so this was a very, very powerful experience because again, I think as much as I was personal to us for other people, I think it's powerful for them to be able to open up to the idea that there are these, um, again, when you can refer to them as like, like beings from higher conscious civilizations, and they're actually passionate about being able to help assist with the shift in consciousness. And there's a reason they're showing up right now, because we are at like this incredible precipice where we can continue to kind of get sucked into the government mind control, or we can kind of liberate ourselves into this understanding of who it means to be a sovereign being and to start developing a broader metaphysical, multidimensional cosmic understanding of ourselves and our abilities here on earth. And, um, and, through these experiences that you can have again by like going out and meditating and and setting that intention and just having an open heart and like that's literally like what it can be as simple as is like go out at night get a laser pointer if you can meditate have that open heart keep your eye just kind of like like on the horizon and kind of like ping your location kind of like meditate on your location show them where you are and just kind of be open, just kind of be open and, and they'll show up, they can show up. And yeah, and then from there to just kind of know that that relationship is gonna continue, it's gonna continue through dream time, it's gonna continue through our intuition, through again, kind of all sorts of different mediums. So um, yeah, that for me is like a big part of the disclosure that's kind of happening. So like the government thing, that's awesome because I think what that is doing, it is opening up the door for mainstream public to start kind yeah, of like yeah. looking into this. this looking into it and then we can start putting things on the table. And now for those of us who are kind of carrying all these other pieces of information, we can kind of be like, Oh, there's more to this. Like, did you know you can make contact? Did you know you can contact in dreams? Does it to Neil back to you? Yeah. And you can show your parents um, declassified documents and be like, look, mom, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Mom. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's, best. That's the best that's thing the, come out of this. Yeah, dude, straight up. So yeah, you touched on so many things. Um, you know, in regards to your experience when you had that connection, I remember going to some Bashar channelings back in the day and him saying that some people, they have the intention, but their bodies aren't at the vibration and frequency. And even though they feel that they want to have contact, that their body just starts running off in the other direction. And it's not a fear mechanism. It's just a frequency match that unless you're at the frequency, you can't be open in interaction and communication. And I think part of the CE5 protocols, meditating, and really being in that center space is probably what uh, would be the way to have this contact experience. And the, you know, the word disclosure, right? People, it, you can use it so loosely and some people will say to me like, um, oh no, disclosure's already happened, stop saying that word. Other people will be like, disclosure doesn't happen until everybody on the planet knows. Some people will say, well, disclosure only happens when all the governments admit that it's happening, right? But the reason why some people say disclosure has happened is because they and others are already interacting with these beings. And that is what it looks like is going to occur. You mentioned this like 20 minutes ago, you uh, uh, think you were something along the lines of the fact that 
um, you know, the way they're outlining it, would an ET even want to interact with them? Now it was in your video that they'd rather be like looking for other communities to interact with. And that is what has been happening. And from many events that we've done, people that we spoke to, especially in South America, it seems like it's a huge thing there, but there's lots of communities that say they interact with beings, even in the jungle and, and beyond, that um, they are basically it's not about, you know, just because they're these government officials are technically our leaders and we voted them into power doesn't mean that they're the best people to have communication with some spiritual conscious beings that want to come here and give us our love, right? We've created a paradigm based on uh, a lot of fear within this paradigm. And so it would make sense that these beings would probably want to interact more on the individual level, which is what I feel and what Bashar said as well is going to be first contact. It's going to be the individual experience. But he specifically said that channeling is a form of first contact. And as we evolve in consciousness, before this like like trade routes with ETs to other planets, which I completely believe is going to happen, the first thing would be probably us channeling and having telepathic communication with other us's, right? And a lot of times when you are communicating with these beings. The research says, the whistleblowers say, the experiences say that you're actually connecting to other versions of yourself in what is simultaneous time, because linear time is a construct of Earth, that you're communicating with other versions of yourself on other planets. Like a lot of times, if there's a being from Sirius that is here viewing you and you keep seeing that being, and then you have a telepathic communication, um, people say that that is actually myself incarnated on Sirius, checking up on myself. You know, and I'm sure there's all types of agendas going on, different ETs interacting here, but there is something going on beyond the frequency range that we're able to perceive. That is for sure. We now have understood and realized that we can only perceive, see, hear, feel certain frequency spectrums, but we're now got the technology and seeing that frequency spectrums outside of those ranges are able to be utilized and exist and we cannot perceive them. So therein lies the curiosity of what it means to be human, right? What is beyond this? We now know through science, mainstream science, that there is a beyond, but what it is, what is it, right? So I feel these are the questions that I'm extremely excited for. I wanna answer your thing about how excited I am on the report. I would say, you know, it's, I would say I'm actually high, uh, on a high level, right? Because I thought it would be even less than this. Like I would say maybe seven or eight. And the reason for that is just because all it's done is wake up more people to this phenomenon. And all it's done is make it that more information needs to come out. In regards to maybe they've only put out a small report because they want to give people a year to get used to this topic before they release even more, right? Whatever they're doing is fine. It doesn't stop us from continuing to put out this information, right? So that's what it, it really is. We are at what you said, basically at a precipice, at a cusp, a fringe, we can go down any route. We're like on the verge of a dystopian reality if we want to go down that route. Or we can create, or we can create something positive, right? We can create something love. Like if we give up our power and give up our sovereignty and we can go down one route. So it is like, we're basically at a fork in the road at this point, I believe. And I'm so hopeful for humanity and I'm so hopeful about the cycles of time and the fact that we're in this evolutionary phase of consciousness that I feel that even though things look really chaotic in the world right now, we're going to be going down this positive timeline that's going to re result in us just having a really bigger and in more depth understanding of who we are as people, as humans. Yeah, absolutely, Neil. And, and, and I agree, you know, like all things considered, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively pleased with this report. You know, like you said, this definitely opens things up and, 
And it's very interesting. And I know we're, we're probably going to get close to kind of like wrapping things up on this podcast in the next little bit. So just kind of moving into some closing uh, thoughts and ideas with, with everything that's happening here. Again, you know, I think the relationship that we're developing with these beings is, is one that we need to be able to make sure is a healthy relationship, not one that is subconsciously going to be a codependent relationship. And I think, you know, a lot of people, they're going to get kind of excited about this idea. And, and, and you'll hear about people and they're just going to be like, oh, you know, like, a, like, why are the aliens coming down and solving all our problems? Like, I think you have to really be able to look at, at, at this whole thing that's happening uh, almost from the perspective of kind of like a, like a teacher and a student, you know, and, and, and the teacher can't really do the work for the student. Again, there's kind of like a karmic thing that's going on. There's multiple levels and laws and rules and, you know, kind of like, like it's, it's like Star Trek where it's like they can't directly interfere, um, but they can kind of just kind of like reveal themselves to us and they can interact in dream space. I think dream space is one of the best places to be able to really have like those conversations with them. And again, you know, like from there, it's, it's them, it's us, like it's really us being able to teach ourselves about what it is that we are really capable of. And I think, you know, even just to simplify, it's like, what do we need to do? It's like, we need to reconnect with our heart. We need to reconnect with our body because when we do that, like that's when we allow ourselves to kind of like reconnect into this cosmic field of energy and through this cosmic field of energy, like that's where the solutions will naturally arrive. That's when we can kind of connect into our intuition. So we really have to kind of like reactivate our energy body. And that literally just means, you know, like paying attention to our diet, paying attention to our exercise, our water, our sunlight, the way we're, we're ingesting our media and the way we're interacting with other people and, and really just continue to kind of like live the best life that we can under the circumstances that we're given. And again, you know, I, I, I think it's important that even within this topic, we don't want to give off the impression that either myself or Neil, uh, have this kind of naivete that all aliens are again, you know, like these super like beautiful, loving beings like honestly like it's a yin and yang thing right like it's a shadow and light and and i have no problem acknowledging the idea that there are probably some really kind of like sketchy nefarious <laughs> beings that are that are out there and that have probably been here for quite some time you know like honestly like like if you had to kind of look at what's going on, there's probably like the reason the world is probably what it is, is probably because there's some nefarious entities that are basically trying to like hijack what's happening on earth right now. And they're trying to like harvest souls mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they're trying to make us submit our will without them having to do it. But instead they're doing it through coercion. And now they're trying to like suck the energy out of things. And everything. And it sounds crazy. Like it sounds ridiculous, but honestly it's like, Oh, it actually probably would explain a lot that there's like yeah. some sort of like alien Satan out there basically trying to like harvest all these souls but again you know if we're talking about this idea of you know all of these like good aliens and you talk about this idea of like you know galactic federation and stuff there's probably an enemy and and a quote unquote enemy there's probably another part of itself playing this 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 oppressive force that is that is creating the opportunity for the light to be able to rise right so as much as we're kind of like in this conflict again it's kind of like this dance it's this dance of shadow and light that's really bringing people into a space and a calling within their own heart to be light workers and light guardians and shifters and jedis and ambassadors and all of these things that is what we came here to be i think if if you're tuned into this broadcast right now like you are here because you came here to make a choice and you came here to be able to kind of choose like what reality it is that you want to stand for what reality it is that you want to help help anchor in and so there's a lot of people who are really 
stepping into it through their own free will to be ambassadors of this wisdom, this knowledge, this love, this empowerment, helping people see the light within themselves, helping people see the magic within themselves. And that's where, again, you know, like I think with the UFO sightings and everything like that, under certain contexts, I think they do a very powerful, they serve as a very powerful initiator element Mm -hmm. where someone can have a UFO sighting and then they'll be like, whoa, like, like what else is there? Like, let's go a little bit further down the rabbit hole. And then they kind of start connecting the dots. Cause I think, you know, for, for myself, mm-hmm. when I've had my sightings, like I look at those as like something that was like within my soul contract, where it was like it happened and it like sparked yeah. something. It initiated it something. like a milestone in your existence. Yeah, totally, totally. And so, you know, like I think just kind of opening up more people to the idea and, and it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Like even just reminding people and just be like, just look up the sky more often. Like, yeah. like there's stuff happening in the sky and, and we're just stuck on our phone. So it's like basically like whatever the government tells you to do, do the opposite. Yeah. And you'll probably find like something interesting there that's going to kind of, again, just help you see more of the bigger picture. So yeah, again, just kind of moving into concluding stuff. Let me know if, um, Neil, if you have some more questions or maybe yeah, if there's we'll, a we'll questions in a few minutes. Yeah. I think there's, more, there's more comments than there are questions. But sure. um, yeah, th- that goes into the whole thing of what does a question I've been asked many times and even had, I wrote an article on, what does meditation have to do with UFOs, right? And it's, that was the name of the article, but it's really what a spirituality has to do with the fact that there could be aliens out there, right? And it comes to a frequency game. It comes to the fact that we need to be the caretakers of our planet and at a place, a heart-centered place, probably collectively, so that we're able to interact with these beings without projecting our traumas and our mechanisms that aren't for the betterment of all of humanity onto them, right? So part of that is doing the inner work and the spiritual work. That's why it always gets back to that great point there is with the israeli space chief the one that was in charge of creating the israeli um space program he basically said you know the galactic federation exists and that um, they basically are waiting for us to we're not we're not at a state of of consciousness he said other words but that's basically what he meant we're not a state that we're able to interact with them we're too much of a warlike civilization and that is why we need to continue to do the inner work something mainstream like that that leaked that just tells me that what we need to really do is continue to um, work on ourselves, uh, realize what our traumas are, find ways to transcend them, be in this place of love and compassion. It's easier said than done. We've had upbringings, we've had past lives that have made us into the people that we are. So utilizing the tools and techniques that permeates throughout this community for sure, in order to basically bring harmony to all of that so that we can be the caretakers of our planet and then interact with our galactic family and, and beyond because the what is in store for humanity and the potential of what we can create is on the verge of limitless, you know, or infinite, right? Like we, there's so much that we can do. Our bodies are so advanced. We're able to use them in order to heal ourselves. We're able to transcend space and time. But these are all different things that are within different frequency ranges that we haven't fully tapped into and we've kind of disconnected ourselves from. So at this point in, in reality, is in in our life and existence, it's really going to be, I feel even more so that people around the world are gonna be doing this healing work and meditation, which is why really the CE5 in general, the CE5 thing is all built around meditation and getting into a a place that you can have open communication with them. Is, Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Again, you know, the the CE5 protocol, for those of you aren't familiar, like Stephen Greer kind of like helped introduce that to a lot of people. But again, it really brings the power back to the individual to be able to to let people know that it it is it is within our ability as 
beings of consciousness to be able to establish contact, to be able to establish communication. And again, to be able to spend time going out in nature, connecting with nature, connecting with the earth, connecting with our energy, connecting with our breath, and not even having to do it in like a super airy fairy way. Like you don't have to be like super spiritual in order to be able to do this. Like you literally just have to be Uh, like that is enough just be and and then in the process of being you will realize that that who you are is a part of this like bigger cosmic field and within this cosmic field again you know like that's where you get to connect with other parts of yourself so when you like that was the thing that was so trippy for me with through my own setting experiences and again developing this relationship is when you see those parts of the, the things in the sky it's like that's literally you like it's like the universe meeting itself and that's a very like aha moment it's a very holy moment um again it's very psychedelic it's very like this like it's like kind of like meeting god type moment it's a mirror moment yeah it's like you're coming back to yourself which is like a psychedelic you're you're reclaiming other aspects of yourself that have been fragmented and fractalized exactly what happens in psychedelics really yeah totally and that's where again you know like i think right now it's incredibly exciting knowing that more of these sightings are happening on the regular and are being initiated through humans because again you know i think it's really just kind of showing us that this reality is incredibly magical and, and you are a part of that magic. And even if you don't fully understand the UFO phenomena, that is enough to just be able to, to be in awe of the magic of this reality and to know that you are a part of it. Again, you know, you look at the the kind of the way culture is kind of designed, it's, it's, it's trying to hide you from who you are. So it's up to you to kind of like peek behind the curtain, Alice, and kind of like see what's really going on within the story because no one else is going to do it for you. Like each and every single one of us here is responsible for walking our own path, but we can leave lead by example and show others what is possible. So again, you know, like within what's happening within the the UFO story and everything like that, I I hope that through people having experiences and having discussions and opening up their mind, I think, again, it's also going to kind of like open them up to much bigger topics related to, again, multidimensional reality and ancient civilization and the holographic nature of whatever this is that we are in, you know, like I think (laughs) there's bigger conversations that are still unfolding. and, And that was always the thing where and you know like even for myself i i'm I'm like man like like who's to say that whatever we're seeing in the sky like who's to say like these aren't like remnants of like ancient civilizations or something like that or again or even future civilizations kind of coming back whatever the case is like wherever we are right now is an incredibly powerful time it seems to have a lot of attention from like multiple ends of the time stream because i think what happens here is going to kind of like ripple out And, and if you look at what's happening here on earth it seems to be that like this is a place where like many souls have come to at this time so we're all playing the role of human but as neil and i could probably talk about you know it's not too far off to believe that we have lived different experiences in different planets and different dimensions and now we've come here to be a part of this like epic experience like and you think of the movies that we grew up watching and stuff it's like man those were some really epic movies but like those movies are a reflection of the epicness that is inside of us and now it's getting to the point where where we are within this story now that ufos are actually a real thing that we can talk about it's starting to become incredibly more obvious that like we are literally like in the science fiction movies that we grew up watching yes and and we can be that main character and we can be that hero and we can initiate contact and you know this is Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty beautiful to think of like where things could be literally in just like you know a few short years from now 
um, and don't wait That's to amazing. see it on the news. Um, but again, you know, start connecting with people online in local physical community, go out there, experience CE5 for yourself, uh, watch the Stephen Greer documentaries, educate, listen to other people, know what's possible, um, connect with contact tour on Instagram, feel free to DM me and Neil and so many others who are passionate about this. Because I think, again, you know, even for myself, I don't really know where things are going, but I know where my heart is leading me and it's propelling me towards what I refer to as the great mystery. And I think that great mystery is actually something very powerful to tap into. And I think it's okay to not really fully know what all the answers are going to be, but if your curiosity can drive you, then there will be many adventures and surprises along the way. So um, that's what I see ahead of us, you know? And humanity is, if anything, extremely curious. (laughs) So it's just like, once we know something, we want to know more. And that's what's occurring right now, which is why on Portal to Ascension, we, you know, go into many different topics, not just um, UFOs and ETs, but uh, evolution of consciousness, many spiritual topics, but definitely ancient history and ancient civilizations. And I know right now, all of you tuning in onto YouTube, that we've been going nonstop for like a month and a half of um, UFO footage presentations, uh, secret space program, declassified documents, and so much more, starseed children, crystalline children. You can check it out on youtube.com slash portal to ascension. We have them all there. We still have another month of that going out. So we're releasing actually at this point around 200 hours of footage over the last six years that we've done on these presentations because of the sign of the times, because of what's happening right now. Uh, we want to put out all this information there and just get out as much information to the masses as possible. So um, look forward to that. But yeah, we do speak off many topics, right? So we're going to be focused on, on UFO topic for another four weeks. Okay, everybody, another four weeks. And then we'll bring it up in other shows, but I'm hopefully going every single Tuesday forever. Maybe I can't do it, but I'm c- trying to commit to a Tuesday show for as long as I can. And after the next four weeks, which will be eight weeks of the UFO agenda show, we're going to go into the ancient history and civilization show for two months. And then after that, we're going into a Tuesday show called the age of empires in which I'm going to do a presentation on a different ancient empire every single week for maybe a couple of months. So this is going to be exciting. We're going to put out a lot of information there. Definitely going to connect it to the extraterrestrial question a lot. But the reason why we're transitioning into history soon after this is not only because it's my favorite topic, but also because this whole question of this phenomena ties directly into our ancient past. And if you look at some of these scriptures, you see some um, smoking guns in regards to who these beings are, star beings, our ancestry. So we're gonna really create a full circle picture on Portal to Ascension as we've been doing for years now, but definitely on our YouTube channel, where we're gonna look at it from so many different angles and bring on different guests to speak about this as well. So I'm excited for that. Uh, to let everybody also know we are, are on on um we do have a podcast now it's portal to ascension radio we're on spotify amazon all the major platforms and a few other if you want to go and check us out on there please do it's just portal to ascension radio and if you're tuning in on portal to ascension radio right now thank you so much for joining us and we will be back next week but brandon before we we close out for today do you want to leave us with some some final words for today some inspiration and maybe some more information on where people can find out info about you 
Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Neil. And there's actually one more treat that I actually wanted to share with people. This was a com- came out of a conversation that I had uh, with a friend of mine who had like a contact experience like in South America and actually has like a photo of like one of the beings or at least what we can interpret as as one of the beings. And Neil hasn't seen this like this is probably going to be something that a lot of people haven't seen. Um, now, keep in mind that uh, Neil's going to set me up for screen share here is that with these sighting experiences, oftentimes these beings, it's not like they literally appear like as like a physical being. Sometimes it's kind of like they're half here, they're half not very much kind of like like a kind of like a spirit or how like a ghost would appear in some ways. Um, but again, I think that's, and, and I honestly don't have like a full explanation as to, as to all the details as to, to why that is. Um, but it definitely is just like a part of the, the experience and the nature. Um, so I'm going to show you guys what you may be able to, to perceive and interpret as, as like photo of like an actual being. Cause um, my friend, like it, like I'll have to, I, I don't know if I'll be able to maybe, I don't, I don't think I need to tell the whole story. Um, but basically they went up into the mountains of South America where there were many sightings and they basically went up there to, to disprove it. And then they had like a UFO sighting and then something came out like, like, I don't think the craft landed, but like there was like something and they saw it in front of them. Like they saw it in front of them and then they tried to take a picture of it. And this is what they got. So uh, Neil's going to set me up with screenshot here and I'm going to show you guys yeah, you got, in, you got in a few screenshot. seconds uh, what, what it looks like here. So feel free to leave your comments if, uh, if this is something that interests you. So um, Neil, there you go. You can, you can see, you can see it here. So you just even need to like lean in a little bit. I don't think I can really like, Oh yeah. Okay. I can kind of zoom it up a little bit. Um, so you can kind of like see, um, and, and me and Lacey, we were kind of interpreting it where it's like, it's like, there's like the, the, like the, the head, like you can see like the shoulders of the being. Um, and then it was almost as if like, there's like some sort of technology, like they're holding something, like they're holding some sort of device. So it's like, there's their hand. And then there's like something else that they're holding that they're using as almost like an interface. So one of the ideas is that it may almost be as if like the, what they're seeing in front of them isn't actually the being, but it's like a projection of the being. And then the being itself may actually be on the craft. And then like on the craft, they're like holding this device that allows them to kind of like project onto the surface that was a hypothesis that me and Lacey kind of put together looking at this but yeah this is this is some very very interesting uh again refer to it as evidence of uh what we can interpret as like a contact experience with a being and and i've only seen like literally just like a small handful of of something like of this quality so um yeah that was shared uh by by a friend of mine so is that a c5 or when, this when was this was like her and one other friend walking okay, through okay. the mountains. And that's so this the moon was like, right there. No, this is like that's like that's like orbs or dust particles. Like okay, that's basically you, what you. that is. And then yep. yeah, there's like the being there and everything like that. But I mean, like the way she explained it, like she like no bullshit or anything. She's like, no, it was in front of me, and I tried to take a picture of it, and this is what it turned out as. And yeah, and she was quite adamant about the experience. So um, feel free to interpret that as you will. But I think again, you know, like stuff like that maybe we'll start seeing a little bit more of it here and there. And yeah, I think it's pretty fascinating. So definitely any thoughts and, on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thanks. And um, I did say this in the last few episodes, but I'll say it again, that if you want to send in any videos or images for us to dissect and go through, please do info at portalofascension.org. And my thoughts on this is, well, it definitely looks like something. I mean, I would have to kind of look at how they were standing, what they were doing in order to really, you know, get my skeptical mind out of the way. But if they're just there and taking a picture and that light showed up, that seems like there was something there for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. So yeah, pretty, pretty fascinating. And, and again, you know, like there's, there's, there are like daily UFO sightings showing up on the internet. And that's where, again, you know, like websites like contact tour, um, again, you know, like there, there's quite a few, like, like even if you just check in some of my recent posts, I kind of like tag them in the info and stuff like that disclosure team, there's a bunch of them, but yeah, like there are more and more sightings happening every single day all across the world. And you know, they're, they're not always going to be on the news, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty fascinating. So yeah. And all we, what we could do, is continue to share this information right as it's coming out just share it with more and more people and as more people see that this is a real phenomena and start looking at the other dynamics of this rather than just one avenue which is that there are some crafts and there's 144 of them you know it that's not even a, a percentage of a fraction of what this really what this entails you know it goes into our history it goes into propulsion it goes into not using oil anymore it goes into healing diseases it goes into uh, our ancestries and where we came from and if we were seeded from other planets it goes into technology that we can transport and go into interdimensions being coming the masters of time there's just so much involved in this and it seems like we're heading that direction, you know? So I'm extremely excited. Like just saying what I just said right now just made me, I just inspired myself even more. I'm like, whoa, like, yeah, like that's truly where where this can take us if we choose to take it there. And um, that's what I'm hoping is gonna happen. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And um, that's why, you know, you do what you do is just to completely continue to inspire people to be the truest version of themselves. So we can be in this post-disclosure world where we have open contact with other us's, you know? Totally. Yeah, Neil, th this was awesome. And I know, again, I'm excited for, for the following episodes and I invite people and encourage people to definitely tune in. And yeah, like there's there's more to talk about with this, no doubt. We're just, again, we're just kind of piecing together all, all of the puzzle parts here. But we appreciate every single person who's been in the YouTube chat, those of you listening into the future. Um, again, just to kind of like do a regular routine plug. For those of you looking to connect with me, uh, one of the best ways, Instagram, TikTok, look up Mystic Spider-Man. You can find me there. Um, I'll post a link into the show notes if uh, into the YouTube chat and uh, you'll be able to find it. And also on my YouTube channel, Skull Babylon. So youtube.com forward slash Skull Babylon. And we also have a podcast that we do, Paradigm Shift Radio on Spotify. And you can check it out there. And uh, there's a Discord server through my profile link on Instagram and TikTok. And feel free to send me a DM if you guys like tune in for tonight. Uh, always excited to just be able to hear back from people. And if you guys are looking to connect with community where we practice having conversations and do some events, and in particular, if you're looking at developing your skills as a conscious media creator, that's something that I help people with within the community through uh, coaching and all sorts of really cool stuff. So yeah, this has been awesome, Neil. I'm so excited to just kind of like see more of the community just getting excited about this and mm -hmm. just seeing the momentum build. And thank you again for, for facilitating this space. And yeah, dude, invite me back anytime. And I'm more than happy to be a part of this ongoing discussion. So and then I'll, I'll, let, I'll, I'll let you know, like once there's like new contact experiences on my end, you'll be the first to know. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we continue this for sure as well, we can have like little segments where you chime in, come in and give your download, you know, like, let's see, yeah. this is, this is a topic that's not going anywhere and we can continue to explore it. So thank you, Brendan. And yeah. just to let everybody know as well, I have worked with Brendan quite a few times in the last year and a half. He's going to be on upcoming events as well, has emceed, helped emcee the two huge Portworth Ascension online conferences, one that took place just a month ago, one that took place in October. So you can check him out on other events of ours, and we'll be having him back on here. Now, for everybody else on YouTube, please do go ahead and subscribe to our channel. We're attempting to grow our channel, and it's been doing pretty well for the last few months. 
we were um, deleted on multiple social media platforms, which has made it difficult for us to, you know, cultivate the audience there and have that reach. So now we're using YouTube for sure in order to grow that. So click the subscribe button if that, um, if you were compelled to do so. And then everybody on our radio show and podcast too, if you want to see the video version of this, go to youtube.com slash portalsascension, subscribe there. We are going live every single day for another month and a half. Um, and every Tuesday will be the live show. So see you guys soon. Thank you all so much. This is Neil from Portal to Ascension, joined with Brendan from Paradigm Shift Central. Love you all. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.